Hey y'all, you already know who it is. It's your girl Cubonicus. And I'm just here to tell you about my new favorite website, sparkdress.com. Listen, I am one of the fashionista type podcasters, okay? I'm always looking for new and cute pieces to add to my wardrobe. From different accessories to different shirts and skirts and cute spring summer clothes. Always looking for those. So, you don't have to believe me, okay? Go check it out for yourself. Go to sparkdress.com and I'll do you one better. Use my coupon code CUBA30 for 30% off. I got you. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Cubonicus. And today I have with me the CEO and founder of Green Garden Source, Miss Jennifer. Hey, Jen, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Girl, I'm trying to survive in this quarantine. Uh, all you can do is keep trying. Girl. <laughs> I swear, I'm trying to stay away from the doggone refrigerator. That's what I'm really trying to do. Well, I think that's the biggest issue is what life is going to be like after quarantine. Because, Ooh. you know, just adjusting to like everything. We're getting into this space where... Like our day to day has changed so much. Like mm-hmm. we get used to, we're getting used to working at home, you know. We're getting used to kind of being around our families. We get in a way, and we're getting used to this social distancing. So it'll just be interesting to see like what life is gonna be like when this is all over. I swear we're gonna have a a new norm. That's yeah. what it is. Like I'm yeah. definitely one of those people who, when I see my friends, I hug my friends, I kiss my friends, and that may not be the norm anymore. That may not be something that we can do. So. This definitely is going to be an adjustment. But I want to talk about Green Garden Source and what it actually represents for you. Okay. So Green Garden Source is like, that's my baby. Okay. Like I say all the time, if I hadn't created this and somebody else did, I would buy all the stuff. Like (laughs) so much. So Green Garden Source is uh, my business. It's a natural, vegan, handmade skincare and energy care. So, you know, I make everything handmade, um, small batches. Um, Mm -hmm. Everything is organic, just in the sense of it being, like, raw. I take so many raw ingredients and just turn them into finished products. So, like, shea butter, like, unrefined shea butter and different oils, salts, sugars, just All kinds of stuff that you can literally get in the store or literally Mm -hmm. nature if you had all this stuff in your garden and just creating it to make a finished product. And so um, by it being organic, really just meaning that it's free of chemicals, free of pesticides, um, artificial dyes, and just a lot of things that we find in our favorite skincare products. So you know, for me, what it represents is really just this like holistic idea of beauty um, without the ugly part of beauty, you know, that we right. talk about. So, yeah, that's that's the thing that I don't think people a lot of people who are into skincare and they have their routines and into just themselves in general and self-care. I don't think people realize how many chemicals are in these things that we put on our face, that we put on our lips, that we put on our hands. It's something that people just don't really consider a lot of the times when purchasing products. Yeah. And that's the hard part because, I mean, 
something becomes like a ritual, it's hard to break. You know, like, mm-hmm. you no, know, we, I mean, I grew up on Bath and Body Works. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it, it's it's a habit, you know, and you, you just get, you, it's just a part of every day. You go to the mall, you don't leave the mall without getting something from there. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's an excitement. And, and the thing about it is, you know, manufacturers, I mean, they do what they need to do to make money. You know, Facts. they, I can, I can make my products and I put a lot of money into my products, but I can't guarantee you a three year shelf life like Johnson and Johnson can, you know, but right, exactly. that, you know, you, you're getting, you, you might be getting like lavender oatmeal lotion, but you're getting a lot of other stuff in there that doesn't quite, you know, make up for that. And, you know, that's the hard part is the convenience of being able to go to a store and just picking up something that you used to, you know, mm-hmm. that's the part that I think, you know, with Green Garden Source, I try to move people away from is, you know, I. Is, is creating a product that's natural, but doing my best to make it, like, attractive. You know what I mean? Because yeah. A lot of times when people hear natural, like, they thinking of, like, wheat and berries and oats and, <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, okay, like, I get it, but... <laughs> but you like source okay like it's natural but it's pretty like i have to it, it makes me be so creative because it's like i'm not using like dyes and i'm not using right a lot of frills so i have to really like research and dig deep to create something that's like pleasing you know you want to buy yeah. something that looks good because it's gonna make you feel good and so i mean everything from using like uh, fresh roses and lavender and like rose clay just to create like something that's visually appealing so that people are like okay you know it's natural it's plant-based but it's cute too like I mm-hmm. it up you know on my on my sink or whatever and be like okay that's cute and not feel intimidated like okay is it gonna smell like earth you know when I open it up so, you, know. you say is it gonna smell like outside exactly nobody wants it <laughs> I definitely feel you on that. So, like, how did you get into the whole natural skincare line? Like, what made you go that route for your business? So, let me tell you, I did. I've never thought of starting a business. It really, when when I was in undergrad, I did a semester mm-hmm. in Costa Rica, and the people that I live with, like a lot of people in other countries have a, a much more of a connection to earth and to nature. It's just what it is. Mm-hmm. We, we've lost that along the way, but a lot of other people still are very in tune with, with the healing that comes from the earth. And right. the family I stayed with, anytime I had like some type of rash or bug bite or whatever kind of issues I had there, they always went straight to their garden and pulled and picked they something. Pulled, mixed up some stuff, smashed up some stuff and gave me something that worked. And mm. I always just kind of was really like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. who would have thought? <laughs> and right. so that that want to know more about natural products and just healing products, I've always kind of dabbled in. And um, it wasn't really until like maybe about three years ago that I actually started to have issues with my skin. I would mm-hmm. out in really bad hives, like really bad oh. hives around like my hairline. And mm-hmm. it was a nightmare in the summertime because I would have to cut bangs, 
because I'm like, I don't want to walk around with these patches on my head. And it was right. These bangs would be sticking to my head. And I'm just like, this is a nightmare. And I went to different doctors. I was had prescription medication. They were like topical steroid. So I would use it. It would calm the irritation, but it didn't really treat it. You know, so like it right. would still come back. And um, I wound up going to the Black Women's Expo in Chicago. And of course, okay, because we got everything. Uh, everything. <laughs> I love that place because like the energy is just so amazing. You yes. have so many like just boss women just there like doing their thing and it's just it's a beautiful place to be when i was there and i came across a vendor who was selling like shea butter mango butter um Mm -hmm. black african soap just all these different products that i was like okay you know i talked to them we were just talking i was telling her about you know the issues i was having and she suggested that i tried the shea butter and the um african black soap and it mm-hmm. worked. It literally worked wonders. And I was just. And so did it. So did it naturally cure the hives in general, or did it do the same thing as the topical cream? Well, the doctor. So was what it to did eat. was it. It pretty much what happened was that I didn't get the flare ups as often. Got so you. Initially, like I would get the flare ups anytime I got stressed, which was like all the time. And so so what happened was the more the the key too is consistency too, right? Because a lot of times we'll use stuff for like a week and be like, okay, now I'm on to something else or Mm -hmm. work and I only use it for a week. So being consistent with it. So now, I mean, three years in, I don't have that issue anymore. And so I do think a lot of a lot of it is what you eat too, because it's not just about what you put on your skin, but it's what you put in your body. But I think it's the consistency that came along with using that product. And so Mm -hmm. I was just like, yes to all of this stuff. I started making like little things. I'm like, well, I'm about to start making my own little sugar scrubs here, there, and the third. Started making little things. And one day I was just like, I wonder if anybody would buy this stuff that I'm making. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, right. You know, I like it puts you in a different mindset. Like, if I can do it for me, who else wants this? Completely different mindset. Like, completely. And so I was just making the stuff because I liked it. And I was using it for myself. So I was using like the best type of ingredients. So I'm like, right. If I do this, I got to keep the quality going. You know what I mean? I got to make really good i can't just kind of like kind of make something that i wouldn't use like this has to be amazing exactly so i was like well let's see what happens and so i um had a friend who's also you know she has her own business so she was able to kind of walk me through getting the you know the llc set up and you know Mm -hmm. i started working on a website and just kind of got products out there and you know before i knew it like i had a business and it it's crazy because i think for me what happened was the the passion of what i did kind of was was more important than the making money from it and right i think that you know i'm like i love that i can make money off of it but if i could just make this stuff i would be happy doing that and so it just something that i just love to do and just like being happy with the results and me wanting to share it with other people really was like the catalyst that made me um go into business i think that's like amazing how quick someone's journey or vision can change from one moment in time mm-hmm. 
Like it took that one thing to just to push you into a whole nother lane because you still work a nine to five. Yeah. And so like, how are you balancing your, you know, your corporate job and your entrepreneurship at the same time? I think, I think the biggest thing too is with a business, it's gotta be something that you love to do. And I think that for me, I do enjoy my job, but I think for a lot of people, their job is just, it's, it's their means to an end, right? You go to work, okay. you do your job, you get paid. And if you don't love your job, then you got to start thinking about other stuff that you do love, whether you can make money from it or not. You got to find something that you love to do so that your every day is not your nine to five, you know? Exactly. Because other than that, you'll be like, uh-huh, I don't want to get up. It's, it's, forget this place. Terrible. Forget this job. You know, jobs are, yeah. jobs are terrible. We need them. <laughs> they are. They think that that's, they think that because you're there from nine to five, that's the only thing that you want to do. But you have other aspirations and other things in life that you want to accomplish not outside of this nine to five. Exactly. And we have to remind ourselves of that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we have to. And, you know, and finding your passion is again, it might not always wind up being lucrative, but it's lucrative in that it gives you some balance and it gives you a chance to to follow something that you love to do. And so for me, you know, I go to work, I put my time into work. Work is demanding. I mean, there are days I leave work and I'm like, I'm too tired to drive home. I want to Uber home and I live down the street. But (laughs) when I get back, when I come back home, I go into my little workshop and it's like a whole new restart because I'm in there Mm -hmm. just doing something I love. And so I pace it out. You know, I try to make sure that at least like three days a week I'm actually making something sometimes if I'm not able to make something because I'm busy and I'll do a little bit of research you know like I'm like okay I might want to try doing this like let me see you know what this might do so I I I find the time because it's like it's something I love and when I'm not doing it I kind of feel like a void and I'm like okay I gotta make some time for this you know and so it's really just about like you know Again, I like about three days. I like to really be creating. And then other days, I might do some of the business stuff because it's like I still have to handle like the accounting and, you know, the average. Um, yeah. Stuff. And so those kind of things I do, you know, I can do while I'm just relaxing on my phone, you know. So I always try to find little time to do, you know, a little bit of something. But when I'm right. down... I'm like, oh, let me go create. When the sun is shining, I'm like, oh, this is a good time. Let me go create. Yeah. I mean, it. it first of all, we all know seasons change your mood. It can make you not want to do anything, and it can make you want to do everything. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> that's definitely a fact. Now, I know that with starting a business, there are so many horror stories you hear <laughs> from some people and so many myths and so many things. What are some of the myths that you're finding not to be true at all when you're starting a business? You know what? I think the biggest thing is that a lot of people say how difficult it is, right? And for mm-hmm. me, I just, I, you would probably be surprised at people who, before even going into this, who are like, are you sure you want to do that? Or what about this? Which is why I don't often right. share things with people. But I think that a lot of time other people's fears and bad experiences tend to come out 
when you're like venturing to start something new. And so yeah. I would say that would probably be one of the biggest myths is that it's difficult. It's not difficult if you plan, right? You can't plan for right. everything, but you got to have a vision and you have to stick with it and you have to be consistent. And I think that, you know, if you, if you dedicate yourself to it and, you know, you research and you listen to the people who have horror stories, you know, because then it helps you mm-hmm. to know not what to know what not to do, you know, like, you know, like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. So thanks for sharing, you know, or, you know, yeah, it kind of gives you more of a overall picture. But I think that so many people are so afraid to just step out and just do something that they want to do it because they're afraid that it might not work out. And I think that's one of the biggest myths. I mean, it, it, yeah. I'm like, it could it could totally not be working out. And I don't even know because I'm having so much fun doing something I love to do, you know? I think the key word there was fun. I know for me personally, um, starting out in media and just trying to, like you said, get the LLC and do all the other business aspects of it. It's like, okay, this is fun, but I clearly should be doing this on a more professional level outside of having fun. But then you do have those people that come in and be like, are you sure? They have their negative yeah. vibes. That's what those I'm talking Those questions. Are you sure? I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to just do it and see what happens. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure about most things, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> exactly. I'm not sure about most things. But let me see if I'm sure. Because I was one of those people who were never into entrepreneurship, yeah. Jen. Let me tell you. I didn't want to start a business. I want to go to work from 9 to 5. I want to know what my check going to be every two weeks and leave me yep. alone. <laughs> but now that I'm doing something that I actually went to school for and getting to meet people and talk to people about their businesses and about their journeys in life, I'm like, this is so much more fun. And why did I wait so long to start this journey? Mainly because I was scared of all those horror stories that I heard. And it's so fulfilling. Like, it really is really fulfilling to be able to do something that you love to do. Um, Especially when you're able to touch other people. It's like an added bonus. Yeah. Facts. Definitely a fact. So, what is the goal for Garden Source? Like, where do you see yourself with your business? So a part of me, a part of me really wants to see my products in stores, right? Because I want, mm-hmm. I want it to be bigger than me. Like I want to be able to touch so many people. And a part of me wants to remain like a little handmade small business because I feel like sometimes when you get real big, you lose that personal connection with the product. And so I True. find myself kind of in a balance, right? Like, I want to be at a point where it's like, you can see me at Walgreens and everywhere. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I, I still want to make all my stuff. You know, like, I want cre- I want full creative control over everything, down to the labels. Like, I want to do it all. Yes, chef. I love it. So, maybe if, some of, if I can get some of the stuff in the stores, and then some of the stuff remain, like, specialty custom items then that that would be like a, a goal a nice goal for me <laughs> i love that goal i would love to see your products and stores um if y'all don't know i love natural uh, products but not only do i love natural products i love supporting women and black women in, in particular um green garden source is has become one of like the staples i'm i feel like i actually need to order some stuff because that pineapple <laughs> shea butter Y'all, that pineapple shea butter is every 
thing. Like you can't even open it up. Like when you open it, my whole bedroom smelled like pineapples. I was like, oh, okay. It's, uh, it's so <laughs> like I love it. And like when I'm down there, like making it, like the house smells so good. And it's like it's got a good stem, but it's not overpowering. But it's like it's not overpowering. You, like yeah. they like. Like, what did you just come from Jamaica? And it's like, <laughs> girl, yes. And then my skin was my skin was glowing, and I didn't feel oily and like heavy. Like the shea butter was light and, and airy and fluffy. Like I loved everything about these products. Oh, thank you so much. So we're gonna continue with Jen. We're gonna get her her opinions on some of these ooh, hot topics, ooh. and so we'll be <laughs> right back. <laughs> Yo, 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 it's your girl, Cubonicus. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way for you to make a podcast. Listen, let me explain how easy it is. First of all, it's free. Everybody loves something free, right? There's a creation tool within the actual app that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. How dope is that? Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So listen, all you have to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Can't wait to listen. Hey, y'all. So welcome back. Before the break, we were talking to Jen about Green Garden Source. So, Jen, where can everybody reach you and order your products? Good question. So, um, I have an Etsy store. So, like, you can literally just go to Etsy.com and you can type in Green Garden Source and it'll ask you, are you looking for the store? And you click on the store and you'll see my products. I'm on Facebook at Green Garden Source. I'm on Instagram at Green Garden Source. And I also have a website, which is GreenGardenSource.com. So my website, um, you can order from the website, but the website has a lot more information about the products, what they're good for, um, where they're sourced, and it has more like information, like more educational information. The uh, um, Mm -hmm. Etsy site is more just straight for purchasing and anything that's updated and new because like I'll literally go in the basement and like make some stuff and I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. I'll put it right on Etsy. So Etsy is like more current and up to date, but I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Green Garden Source. Yes. Okay. So we're going to have you repeat that at the end of the show. But, so, I'm not sure if you heard. So, you know, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, you know, they they the Duke and the Duchess. Are they even considered the Duke they and the Duchess anymore? They might not be anymore. They done came across over here. <laughs> they done turned up the royal palace. So, I don't know. Baby, it only took one black woman. It took one black woman to get the palace and she done turned it upside down. But listen, so they've been like very quiet. They moved um obviously from England to or the UK to um to Canada. But last month they moved from Canada to California. And they have been like having an extremely low profile. Like people haven't seen them, heard from them. But they got caught recently delivering food to the needy. No paparazzi, no cameras, no news, no nothing. Just delivering food to shelters and stuff. How you feel about that? I, think it's I love dope. it because I feel like 
when you do good, you don't need everybody to see you doing good. You know what I mean? It's not exactly. a, it's not for show. And I mean, they're so iconic that like, you know, they can step outside and they got people following them. And I mean, you in California, like you can't do anything in California without paparazzi following you. So I almost feel like they went out of their way not to be seen so that they really just mm-hmm. get back. And I think that is, that is super dope. Like, it's not about me. It's about people who are struggling right now. That's yes, I think people yes. have lost that. Yeah, people have lost that. I mean, I feel like even common people have lost that. I feel like the celebrities want to go without being seen, right? They try their hardest to not be seen mm-hmm. and stay out the way. But, like, common folk, can I call them, <laughs> who don't really have a lot. They love recording themselves, giving stuff to the homeless or to the needy or donating whatever just to post it. And it's like, did you do it for the likes or did you do it for good measure? Like, what did it's you do it for? It's probably one of my least favorite things to see. Because it's like, mm-hmm. I get we are in a society where we literally have to record everything that we do. But... Do we have to record ourselves doing something good, doing something charitable? It does make you question. Are you doing goodness on your right. Are you doing it for clout? I don't know. Listen, I don't know. We're going to see what happened. I know it's been so much going on with COVID. You got all kinds of celebrities coming out. You know, they were exposed. Idris Elba <laughs> child. I don't know what's winning her. Nothing Not from him thing. since he had it. And his wife was like, I wanted to be close <laughs> to him. And that's the last thing we heard. I was like, you want to be close to him, and he got COVID. Like, baby, I could take care okay. of you from a distance, I don't want child. Of COVID. <laughs> None, of, I, especially when Drake was telling us how he um how they reached back in his oh thoughts so that, <laughs> to take that you, test. I don't know how many years ago I wound up have, getting swine flu because I always oh my gosh, and I had that test done, and it was a nightmare. I screamed because I anytime I'm in a doctor office and they do something uncomfortable. I'm going to make you uncomfortable. So I'm going to scream, a holler. I'm going to make you feel like you really hurt me. Well, I screamed and I the whole time. It's a nightmare. And so when I heard about that's what they were doing again to people, I'm like, okay, let me stay my butt in the house. Let me pass. I don't okay. want any part of this COVID-19. COVID has been a mess. Like, when it first dropped, right, I was one of those people that was like, they doing too much. Like, it's not that deep. And we only got to wash our hands. And they comparing it to the flu. We're going to be okay. But then they start canceling stuff. Like, basketball practice canceled. Basketball. I'm like, it got what real. The f- what's going on? It got real. It got real quick, too. And so, we and my homegirl, like, we like planning our birthdays together. Even though our birthdays are not <laughs> the same. We typically like to plan our birthdays out. We were like, oh, we're going to go to brunch. And, you know, it's going to be brunch season. And it was like, hey, I got to refund you your money because oh. brunch is canceled. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, this is serious. serious. <laughs> like, yeah. So do you think they're telling us everything? You no, know, I don't. And it's it's one of those things, right, where it's like you're living in this. You, you know you're not getting all the information, but what can you really do about it, right? I think that's the exactly. I think that's the part kind of where I'm at where it's like, I feel so vulnerable right now because it's like, I'm getting mm-hmm. pieces, you know, of this. It's really, you know, and again, some, some conspiracy theories are so far out there, but sometimes it's like, you really don't know the truth, you know? And, you know, do we really want to know the truth? I don't know. But what I do know is that they not telling us <laughs> and 
you know, it's, it's unsettling because, you know, I just feel like one day it's just going to be like, okay, we're cool to go outside again. And I'm going to be looking around like, what have y'all done the whole time I was in the house? Like, you know. Right. What was this a distraction I'm be from? Everywhere. I'm going to look on mm-hmm. the rocks. I'm going to look over trees. Like, what were you doing while you had <laughs> locked in the house? And so. I know one of the conspiracy theories that's like, just doesn't make any sense is the 5G towers. Because I was like, well, how is it causing COVID, y'all? Like, y'all got to tell me more than just it's causing COVID. And nobody can really give me information on it. And so when I started looking it up, I was like, this can't be causing COVID because 184 countries has it has COVID, but only five of those countries have Yeah, 5G and again, towers. I think something ain't right with 5G, but I don't think... I don't think 5G <laughs> equals COVID, right? So it's like, I think we got right. two, mm-hmm. two sinister parts moving around. We don't know how to put it together. <laughs> and we just like, okay, so look, this is wrong. This is wrong. So they must be the same thing. It's, it, it's, all, it's mm-hmm. all scary, right? Because it's like, we really, we really don't know. We don't know what's going on. And, you know, for it to be a situation where, like, we are literally, like, on lockdown and you know things that we're used to doing we can't do anymore and we can't see people who we're who we're used to seeing you know we see the people in our house and it's like okay like that's it and um you know people are struggling right now you know like it's it's hard and so it's scary to think about why this is happening and you know it's even scary to think about what's going to happen you know in the next few months after Oh. You know, yeah. Especially now because it's like, you know, we live in Chicago and it's been cold <laughs> since October. When this weather breaks, people gonna lose their mind. They tell us to stay in the house. Who who's gonna stay here? Because forget you. I've been in the house since October. Happen. I mean, it's you know, I think I think when it started, it was so in our face, right? Every time it's still kinda in our mm-hmm. face, but when it started, it was everywhere, right? Anytime you turn on TV, COVID, COVID, COVID. And I think that yeah. what whatever the plan was, it, it's it, the, the media's role is kind of dying down. And people are going to start thinking like, okay, they're not talking about it every day. So must be okay, yeah. right? People are going to start getting more comfortable. But as soon as that weather change, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's over with. I'm gonna go outside, but I'm gonna go outside in the back though. I'm not gonna get in trouble by uh Auntie Auntie Lightfoot. Won't catch me. Auntie, Auntie Lori in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Lori not playing around. She's driving around these streets telling people to go in the house, child. I just it's ain't a, got time. It's a lot. It's a lot. Now, I mean, I, I think she's doing the best of what she has to work with, you know. Yes. I definitely agree with you there. I think that um politicians those who we thought weren't great politicians they're showing they're showing their yeah. ass to this now because they're showing us exactly what they can do they've been put in a position where they got to exactly. step up or get out i mean and I, and I think that's right i mean they're they are in a position where you know leadership is not strong and so you know for a lot of a mm-hmm. lot of them they're like okay i guess you know we gotta kind of take control of the situation and you know it's 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 good to see them actually doing or appearing to be doing what they're supposed to do but um, they're supposed to do exactly (laughs) yes so girl i don't know if you follow Nicki minaj on instagram (laughs) but she 
Grashita removed her husband's name from her IG and now everybody is speculating that they are calling it quits already. You know, you know with Nikki, you just never know. Oh, I feel like I feel like she's like one of she's in this position, right, where she is this like she's Nicki Minaj, right? She is like she's so mm-hmm. made, right? She's so powerful. And to have a partner who I, I don't really know who he is. I mean, I, I, maybe I'm under a rock, but I don't know that he has clout like her, right? He doesn't. Where he don't have no clout. He didn't went to jail for what's the um statutory rape charges and all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that they're necessarily like an equal partnership. Not saying that she needs to be with mm-hmm. a man who's making as much as she's making, but I don't know what he's contributing to her overall success right or her overall well-being you mm-hmm. know and so um you know it's gotta be hard finding love and knowing that a person is really with you when you making like that much money because baby it's hard finding <sighs> love now and i don't have no right <laughs> regular people have to like struggle trying to figure out who's real and who's not real i couldn't imagine what it's like for her like just in the spotlight exactly. like that and just looking for love and i mean this might be an unpopular opinion but i really think safari was the best match for her <laughs> baby but safari and erica mina just had their baby yeah. and he seems so happy the- so happy i actually am very happy for him and i'm very happy for erica because i feel like we've watched them both in reality tv world kind of mature and so it's nice to see them in a different light instead of that ratchet like we were seeing them in for a minute like safari had his dick floating around the internet for a while (laughs) so it's just kind of like like we don't really know what's going on with you you, the older you get the more the older you get and the more experiences you have the more you start placing value in different things right and so it is it is right true. now it's, it's nice to see you know we don't know these people but we see them enough to the point where we feel like we know them i know how many times i've watched erica man and i'm like oh my god i hope that this girl just finds somebody to love her right you know Oh my love her right because she was trying at some point and she was with sin and her and sin was fighting i was like oh my goodness i feel like i didn't watch that whole life story like i know who she went so yes shout out to erica man i'm happy for her you found somebody to love you right (laughs) yes girl she seems so happy i'm afraid if they last now girl so you know florida is the academy of just foolery Girl, they had a packed church on Easter Sunday. Um, Pretty much saying that the pastor was like, I don't care what y'all say. If the Lord said, we gonna have, we gonna have church on Sunday. And so they had church on Sunday and now all of these people Imagine are that. sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Who would have thought? Who, who would have thunk it? And so I just don't understand what's going on with Florida. They were like one of the last states, you know, even though we have about five states that don't have stay-at-home orders right now, they were like one of the last to come on board, to close down beaches, to do everything. It's like maybe they was like, we were taking, uh, the governor in Florida said they were taking out the Agent Orange uh, and listening to what he had to say. It's like, let's just do everything that's not right. You know, we 
You can you can give you us know, a list that's of the exactly right thing to do or what we're gonna do is just cross all that stuff out one by one and do the opposite. And I hate that. Yep. Let me tell you, I love Miami, right? Like I want to just like cut Miami off and then maybe just go to Miami or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like make Miami yeah, its own state that, and then we'll be okay. <laughs> Girl, I just know everything pretty much in the news right now is just like surrounded COVID. So, you know, your bestie, yeah. R. Kelly girl, he's trying to get out of jail. He say he is desperate for a jail release. He said he is too famous to be a flight risk. He is he is fearing for his life with COVID spreading throughout the um, Cook County jails as way as it doing. Uh, you I think he think should be he able to get out? Able to. I really don't because I don't. I, I don't think that, I mean, if you in jail, whether you in there because you're supposed to be or not, you in there. And R. Kelly, R. Kelly. You in there. You, you know, you you made things difficult for me and my family because my family, they steppers, right? And they love stepping on R. Kelly's music. Now you made it difficult, girl. <laughs> like, we can't listen to your music no more because you a hot full mess. So. Nope. I have to mess you embarrass the whole city of Chicago. We can't even fool with you. You stay in there and you think about what you did. Okay, no. He should not be in no special accommodation. Right. Sorry, Kels. (laughs) Sorry, Kels. You got to stay where you are, honey, because we not letting you out. He needs to think about what he did. He really do, because he really did mess up the barbecue and stuff, child. And you, you know, watching Mm -hmm. the documentary, you know, you... You, you see a person who is hurt, a person who has dealt with some, you know, some things that you shouldn't have to deal with as a child. You know, it's it's unfortunate that that happens in a lot of, you know, black families and there's not a platform really for for people to speak out about it or they're not the type of services that are there to help people through those situations. And so... You, you can never yeah. really say how, when someone grows up, how that will affect them and how they act out. But my heart goes out to 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 his family and goes out to those young women who, you know, have to live with this for the rest of their lives, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a real tragedy yeah. um, and a cycle, you know, a cycle of, of abuse that goes on in our communities. And it's a, it's a really tragic story. It really is. And like you said, it's so common in the black community because we don't talk about it, right? So instead of saying, you know, um, we need to get Uncle Junior some help or whoever it is, you say, okay, well, you know, Jess is fast. That's one fast little girl. Like, no, she's nine. (laughs) She's nine years old. She's not fast. Y'all need to get y'all Uncle Junior together. And I think that's definitely something that needs to be addressed in our community because it's dangerous. It's dangerous on so many levels, and it's just we need to address it, and we need to address it immediately. I know that within our generation, we are starting to address these issues. We have a lot of our people going to therapy, yeah. which I love to hear, and trying to work Absolutely. on their self care in different so ways. We have to do that more, you know. We but we come the, from a community of throwing your burdens on the Lord, and that's it, right? And you know, mm-hmm. as essential as that piece is to your overall well-being there are so many other moving parts there too that we we don't a lot of times we don't so many know moving how parts. to address and so we, we tuck them under the rug or we pray about it and then we you know we read it there um and it, you're right our 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 generation i definitely you know when 
when I see us on like Facebook and Instagram going on vacations and, you know, talking about therapy and doing things for ourselves and not feeling guilty about putting ourselves first, you know, it's, it's refreshing, you know, it's like, it gives me hope. It really does. I know it definitely gives me hope. Um, it makes me think that because I'm taking the steps that I'm taking now that I know that my, you know, my ancestors yeah. didn't necessarily take or have, Absolutely. I know that I'm stopping the cycle with me. I know that I'm doing everything possible for my mm -hmm. kids and my kids' kids to not have to go through that and understand that it's okay to seek out help. It's okay to go and talk to people about this. It's okay to express how you feel about situations and not feel like, Absolutely. oh, I'm being told I'm being disrespectful as well. So definitely feel you on that. Well, Jen, thank you so thank much you for, for joining me, me today. Exciting. Uh, I, appreciate, I appreciate everything. Yes, so, so much. I'm so excited to see where Green Garden Source is going to go and how far it's going to go because I know you're going to go yeah. far. So tell us people again exactly where they can, you know, get to know okay, you so and you get those products. You can follow me through. on Instagram and Facebook at Green Garden Source. Um, unfortunately, I'm not doing pop ups because of COVID. Pop-up shops are so fun. It's such a cool place to come to meet people. If you're in Chicago, um, I frequent the Hyde Park Handmade Bazaar at the Promontory. So when we get that back um, going, I definitely mm -hmm. will be posting on Instagram. It's an amazing venue. So many different talented um, Chicago artisans. Something you definitely have to check out. But for the meantime, you can um, purchase products at my Etsy shop. Green Garden Source or on my uh, website, GreenGardenSource.com Yes, so thank y'all for tuning in. You can always catch me on Instagram and Facebook at Cubana Kids. And as always, subscribe and TTYL.